Welcome to Photo Mission Focus Discussive Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to share a recent shoot that I did and suppose the just kind of working through different ideas about collaboration and working with a number of other creatives and you know what 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 can the outcomes be and what's the benefits for you if you kind of work with a bunch of other people? Well, I suppose one of the first things you do is you learn how other creatives may work and how they may, whatever discipline they're in, you know, how they basically put stuff together and how they think. And sometimes it's you're on a very similar type of page. and But sometimes you can actually learn stuff from people as well. So I'll just run through this recent shoot I did. So just recently I did a shoot with a couple of designers and a model and it was a you know fashion shoot. And we did it in our studio here at uh, Photo Mission. And it was interesting because, like I said, there was uh, two designers involved. So we had a number of pieces that were used by the model throughout the, the shoot. And basically, you know, we just played around with some different ideas and kind of talked about, you know, how we set different things up, props, and how we did, you know, set stuff up just basically to to kind of, you know, get a different look and, um, you know, just seeing what we could, I suppose, just seeing what we could achieve. And I think one of the advantages of, when you're working with a number of other creatives is that you can, like I said, bounce ideas off each other. And sometimes you kind of can change your way of thinking about different things that, you know, we can all kind of get, I suppose, into a, a particular mindset where we start how we process a, how we process something. And particularly when it comes to problem solving, when you're doing a, a photo shoot, because quite often there's things that you go, oh, let's do this. And then you go, well, how are we going to make that stay in position while we do the shoot and that type of stuff. So it's interesting, like I said, different people's ideas, how they might think you can secure this or how you might be able to improvise and do something else to create something. So sometimes you, know, you come an idea, oh, it wouldn't be great if we could do this, but we only have this and how can we maybe adapt it to make it work? And again, just having those extra, I suppose, extra people to talk through these things and processes is really a valuable and worthwhile situation. So if you, you know, haven't done a collaborative shoot before where it's kind of just been, sometimes it might just be a situation where you might have worked with one person and basically worked that way and that's fine. But I think it's something different when you bring more people together from various different disciplines and, like I said, just trying to, I suppose, just trying to explore what poss- what the possibilities are. And I think for everyone involved, I think it was a really positive experience. I think everyone got something out of it. They all learnt. I think everyone learnt something about each other's craft and, and how they go about it. And I think that's always the, you know, it's always great, like I said, to have, a, I suppose, a, a team of people kind of working to a common goal, and that is to produce an image um, showcasing, say, in this particular instance it was showcasing some designs some clothes and kind of I suppose getting some unique photos that really showed off those clothes and really I suppose but at the same time still having fun with it as well like yeah some of the shots look quite serious and other shots look a bit fun and again it's that just mixing things up just trying different ideas to to basically get an outcome and like I said so and how would you I mean for a lot of people, I suppose they wonder, how do you even go about getting a team of people together or how do you actually, you know, where do you start? And I think, you know, on this particular one, 
I was at a, another shoot when I met one of the people involved in this particular shoot and we just got talking and basically we said, said oh, would you want to sometime collaborate on a shoot or do something? I said, yeah, sure, look, if you have an idea, let's, let's try it, let's do something. That's how it basically came about. So, And then obviously that person involved a few more people and got a model involved and, and, and talked, to a couple, I think talked to a few different people and, like I said, kind of picked people that, that would kind of fit what, I suppose, what the shoot was going to be about. And like I said, so I think the easiest way to do it is if there's something that you're interested in kind of shooting, like whether it be no matter what it is, have a look around and reach out to someone who's particularly like someone local to yourself. It's, you know, like it's more difficult, obviously, if they're in a different state or in a completely different locality where you are. But, you know, if someone in the same city where logistically it's going to be possible to get together to do a shoot, um, that's a fantastic way, like I said, to just get a... I suppose, um, a team together. And like I said, so some of the things if you're doing fashion, you might want to try and, like I said, reach out to a designer and say, in particular, like there's a lot of, um, you know, new young designers who are trying to basically get their get their design off the ground. They're, they're making stuff and, and quite often they don't have, you know, access to a team of people to be able to market the garments and be able to get them out there. So this is a way by reaching out to, like I said, people who are kind of starting out to say, look, let's all work together and let's try and do a collaborative shoot and try and produce something special. And I think, like I said, it's interesting. Everyone has their particular you know, job and in this particular instance, normally there's um, quite often there will also be a makeup artist involved to make the model up. In this particular one, the model did her own makeup, so she's actually a, was actually a, a makeup artist as well as being a model. So she kind of doubled up, be able to do that, which is was fantastic. And then obviously, model needs something to wear, and obviously you want to you know, have the model in a something a little bit different type of thing, so you can explore the garments, and you can look at ways to see how you can actually, as a photographer, how you can actually shoot them in a particular way that really, I suppose, shows the garments off and also be able to maybe interact with other props and other cues that you may be able to put on the set to to take the photographs. We went into this particular shoot not with a really hard-etched plan, so it was pretty much was an organic-type shoot where we just tried a number of different things and and always, like, in these processes, there's things that you think, oh, this would be good, I'll get the model to do this, and then it just doesn't work on camera. And then sometimes things that you think, oh, this might, that's probably a bit lame or it's not that strong. But when you actually get the model to do it, it actually looks really great on camera. So again, don't be afraid to just explore stuff and try stuff because I mean, the thing about it is if, if it works, it works. If it doesn't work, then you can move on to something else and you haven't really, you haven't really lost too much, but you have actually gained some experience and you've actually, hopefully, you know, you can think about the things that worked from a shoot and then in future shoots, you've got, I suppose, some ideas that you can explore how you might be able to actually make those things work in in a in another situation. And it might just be too like the particular types of clothes that you the model is modeling is is, you know, like I said, will will lend themselves to certain types of backgrounds and lend themselves to certain types of I suppose poses as well. So again, I think yeah, it's really well you know, it's just a well worth exercise to kind of yeah, if you're a photographer listening to this, is you know reach out to 
And look, in a lot of the localities, there's a page where, you know, you can find like on Facebook where there's models and makeup artists and designers and those type of things. So sometimes you can actually find the find the people just by reaching out and asking the question. And it's like everything. If you don't ask, you never know. And that's the thing is a lot of people go, oh, I don't know where to start. Like, I don't know what to do. Well, the first thing you have to do is just ask. And like I said, the worst thing they can say is no. And then really you haven't really... You haven't lost much if uh, if that's the case, but then they might turn around and say, yeah, that'd be great. We'd love to do it. And I think it's interesting too to think about what each person is going to get out of it. And a lot of these things are done as a trade for print type thing where basically everyone involved gets to use those photographs on their socials to help promote either their clothing brand or the model to use it for her portfolio for her potentially to get, you know, work by being able to show herself in a, in a number of different kind of situations. And I think, like I said, if you're happy to do that, that's fantastic. And like I said, but be just mindful sometimes that people will, sometimes, you know, someone will try and get, a, I suppose, a, an upper hand in, in the situation and you might find it goes one way or another. But I think if everyone can get on the same page and everyone can talk about what they're, hope to get out of it and the other thing is it's good to have a bit of communication like i said backwards and forwards with people as well so if there's any doubts just ask the questions before the before you actually get involved and that way at least you know where you're up to and where that where that person's heading as well so like i said it's it's one of those things that if you don't ask you'll never know and the thing about it is if you do try it and it, do, it might not work for you you may find that it's just too difficult or too hard or whatever but again yeah, my experience has always been in these situations is that you get you come away with a lot of knowledge and you come away with a lot of, I suppose, respect for other people's creative abilities and the things that they actually do and, you know, how you kind of fit into it. And we're kind of in, I suppose, in the shooting like fashion with a model and designers, everyone has their role to play. Like the the, I suppose, at the end of the day is, the thing that delivers is the photograph. So at the end of it, the photograph is what can be, that's the currency. So you can have a great dress on a rack and a dress on a rack is a dress on a rack. But a dress on a model and the model's actually posing and is telling you it's a fun piece, it's, you know, it's a, or whatever it is, um, how that piece takes on a whole new life when it's actually worn by someone. And that's like a lot of things in the fashion world, you know, Items that are just sitting on the shelf don't really come into their own until they're actually a part of a scene, until they're actually a part of something. And then, like I said, all these things can just change and magically make for a fantastic kind of um, look. So, and like I said, so this is, we kept it, this particular shoot kept it fairly simple. We used for a lot of it, we just used a white backdrop for uh, most of the shots did use uh, another colored backdrop for some of the some of the shots as well but the majority of them were shot on a white background and like I said we used you know relatively small number of props in each shot you know typically the chair all different types of chair you know we use we also use wooden crates wooden crates are always a great thing because you can play around with them and stack them and the model can sit on them and then she can have her feet on one or whatever and those type of things so they like I said always a kind of a a good thing to go to the other thing is sometimes you know adding some 
other items like soft toys or whatever. And again, it depends on the clothes and it depends on the, I suppose, the look of what you're trying to get out the end. You know, if it's a very sophisticated look, then obviously the prop should be of a sophisticated nature. But if it's a general fun look, then yeah, the props can be kind of fun and um, interesting and colourful and quirky and those types of things, and they'll work really well in a photo. So don't overthink photos when you're trying to shoot something. Like don't try to make it more complex than it needs to be. I think photography quite often some of the best results are done by just using a very simple formula. You know, simple posing, simple backdrop, um, simple props without over over committing or over trying to analyze the shot and make it too difficult. And the thing about it is keep it fluid, keep it moving. Like if you're doing a shot shoot like this, just keep it kind of fluid, keep it kind of moving. So as you do one shot, you can move on the next. Also just remember too that sometimes, you know, one person can get very, very into the into that and really working really hard, but you've got to consider that you've got other people there in the team. So, you know, just check on people to see if they need a break or drink of water or or something else just to have a, a bit of a break because sometimes you might, you know, you might get so excited that you just lose all track of time, which is quite easy to do in those situations. But just kind of be mindful that someone should be a kind of a timekeeper and just keeping an eye on things. And the other thing is if you're trying a particular look and it's just not working and you just keep trying to rehash it, rehash it, and it's still not working, then it's time to call time on it and just move on and do something else because, like I said, it's just sometimes you can just try something over and over and just you can't get it working. Just moving on to something else might actually can always come back to it if time permits you know if there's a particular shot you had in your head that you wanted to try and get but you just couldn't get all the components to line up and come together like I said sometimes if you just keep banging away at something it can get frustrating particularly for other people in the team and that's the thing that you've got to be mindful of if you are doing something like a collaborative shoot there is other people in the team and those people have commitments and need maybe need to be somewhere at a particular time so again just be mindful of everyone's I suppose, time constraints, everyone's ability to do things. And again, it's always should be, I think, the situation that in those situations, you should never have anyone doing anything they're not comfortable with. You know, so if you ask someone to, I want you to hang off this ladder, if they're not comfortable, just don't push don't push it because it's just not worth it. You, It'll come out in the shots. Like I, I see, a number of times I see a shot, I can actually see the model is not actually having fun. Like she's not, you know, feeling the feeling it. And that comes across in the shots and that's what you don't want. You want everyone to be feeling comfortable. You want everyone to be feeling, you know, safe and on the same page. And you just don't want people kind of, you know, one person trying to say, no, no, you really need to hang out there and stretch and do this and put someone in a really unnatural position, which, like I said, may make them feel vulnerable or may feel them unsafe in some way. So just be mindful that everyone's safety should be the first concern and because it will like I said, it will come out in your shots. If you kind of keep pushing the the boundaries too much, yeah, it'll kind of spoil some of your shots. So yeah, look, I thought on this episode, I just it's a re- very recent thing. I only just shot it a couple of days ago, so I thought, ah, oh, always looking for ideas to talk about in the podcast. I thought, well, maybe this is something that people you know may have been thinking about doing, or they may have not you know had an opportunity to do this. So and there might be something that might be on their wish list to do it. So I definitely say it's well worth yourself starting the process by start reaching out to people and start putting together a little team and like I said the team can be you know a couple of people or it can be more than that and again you might find like I said there's people who are willing to 
to jump on board and explore some ideas and just try some new things out. Because like I said, sometimes it just takes that, just takes the point of asking. And like I said, it's uh, so many times, you know, in life I've come across situations where you might meet up someone of, in a few years you know, later after you kind of thought, oh, I wish I could do, do something with that person and you never ask them. And then a few years later you you bump into them and you start talking and go, oh, I had this idea back back when we were such and such to do it. And they go, oh, why didn't you tell me? I, I would have been up for that. That would have been great. So again, it's like I said, we don't, you know, you don't know until you ask. And I think this is a, the biggest problem in life. A lot of people go through life, they have something they want to do, but they just don't ask or they don't kind of explore the, um, the options or, or, yeah, to see where they might be able to take it. And like I said, there's definitely a, a kind of a good feeling of having a bunch of people working together all to get the result. And at the end of the day, like if the photos come out really well, you know, everyone's celebrating that that fact that the photo, they've got these really cool images. Like I said, it's not just all on the photographer because so much of the images rely on the garments, they rely on the model herself or himself to be kind of committed and be happy to be kind of a part of it so and again like I said it's a great way to build yourself as a photographer even to push yourself out your your comfort zone maybe you've never shot like in that situation so it's a way to kind of I suppose ease yourself in and the other thing too is there can be more than one photographer so you could reach out to a uh, another photographer to kind of be involved as well to kind of help teach you the ropes or or help see how they approach it or how they pose the, the model or how they light it or how they put together different elements within the shot so again you can have in that team it can be a small number or it could be a larger number so sometimes I mean I think it's always it's always easy if you do have a kind of a a balanced number like you, you don't want to have a kind of a you know 20 photographers and one model and one designer that's not really going to work really well but like I said if you've got one or two designers uh, one or two models a couple of photographers you can you can make that work you can really can do make that work and the other thing to think about it as well is think about what's going to happen after the shoot because that's kind of important as well like sometimes people are like put all that time and effort I've I've heard of you know situations where people have done that you know the designer's got clothes they've got them there they've got a makeup artist got the model done only for the photographer not to deliver images or, or take a very very long time to deliver images i think it's expected that you know if you're going to do something like that you need to follow through you need to do the follow through you need to to make the images available to everyone concerned in a timely manner um, that way is going to build your credibility as a photographer as well because people are going to be happy to come back and work with you again because they go, oh, last time we did a shoot with such and such, that was really great. They got the images turned around pretty quickly and everyone was kind of happy. And the thing about it is it's kind of when you come off a shoot like that, there's a certain kind of high. I think once you've finished and it's a wrap, it's kind of like you're on a bit of a high and and I think it's always good if you can get a couple of images out quickly so people can kind of rejoice and enjoy those images to see what's coming. And then obviously it takes time to sit there and edit images. We all know that. And it's kind of one of the bugbears, I suppose, of, you know, I love the process of creating. I love that process of, you know, putting all those elements together and getting the shots on the camera. The part that, you know, is much harder is after you 
put the camera down and you've got those shots on your computer and you have to start going for them. And sometimes like it's so easy because you're shooting so many different things. You are shooting a lot of shots. So it does take time to just go through and pick out the shots that you're going to explore and maybe going to do some editing. So it takes a bit of a process. So sometimes, like I said, it can take much, much longer for actual delivery of those photos. But you've got to think also too about with things like, and it sits for all parts of the creative process because if you think about the fashion that, that you're photographing is that the designer might have taken quite a time to actually perfect that design and come up with it because quite often you know you'll create something and then you'll look when you see it on someone you go no it's just not quite working right and you'll make adjustments and you'll change it so I mean that process you know for a designer to come up with a piece it's kind of like it is a it can be a timely process and similarly with a model like a model who is confident in front of the camera that just doesn't typically come you know, jump in front of the camera for the first time. Usually they've had to work their way up. They've had to 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 do a lot of modeling to actually get comfortable in front of the camera. So everyone has this time, they have committed, I suppose, a bit of time and experience into into the process. So like I said, as a photographer, I think, but you're the one at the end of that process that's really has to deliver and has to produce the get the shots up and have them for people to share because otherwise what is there to, you know, what is there other than the memories of that experience? So like I said, it's kind of the shots are the things that are the the heroes at the end of the day. They're the things that people can can look back on and relive that, you know, the feeling of the day when you did the shoot and be able to kind of rejoice in the fact that they were a part of that process. That, And I think that's, it's always, I think it's always proud sometimes when you're, a part of a team and you produce something that's a little bit special and it looks great that you had a part in that like yeah it wasn't you didn't, you weren't 100% you didn't design the clothes you didn't model the clothes but you were you know each each person in that process each contributed to the overall outcome and i think that's really cool like i said like it's always a buzz when you see something um particularly when you see some like an image that you've done and it ends up in a public space there was a team behind it. Each part of the team can take away a bit of the, the bit of the pride of that, that that image, you know, like because they were a part of you know building that image and they're a part of kind of creating that image. And I think that's it's always a cool feeling, and I think sometimes that's that's kind of the buzz is that when you do see stuff or when you start seeing people sharing those images and you start to see them out in the in the real world, and your name on it as a photographer, that's a really cool feeling as well because. You know, I mean, people are then kind of liking something that you've created, and I think that's really important as a photographer. You do need that recognition and that people, you know, what you are creating, that people are actually enjoying that. So, on this episode of Focus, talking about, I suppose, that collaboration, about getting a group together, being able to explore the idea of creatively approaching something as a, as a team, and you know, quite often this was something that was done at schools. You know, you'd be you know, doing a science project. So the teacher would pair up a couple of students. Okay, okay, well, you and you and you, you're going to get together and you're going to do the team and you're going to design the experiment. You're going to source the materials for the experiment and then, you know, you're going to conduct it and then you're going to document the results. So quite often it becomes a team collaboration type exercise. And I think what that why they do that is to teach is that sometimes in a process, you need more than one person. You can't be a one-man show doing everything. 
you know, you definitely are people who are very talented and can turn their hand to many different things. But I think it's always you know, nice when you can have a group of people together so you can concentrate on what you're good at, they concentrate on what they're good at, and then collectively by putting all that together, there's a result at the end. And that, that's the thing that I like about, I suppose, I like about those types of processes. And again, like I said, if you've never tried it, I, I, I really you know, can't recommend it highly enough to actually put your toe in the water and get a group of people together, build a little team. Like I said, use whatever means available, whether it be on one of the social media to reach out to, or it's someone, like I said, local who's doing something that you really admire or like. You might even just ask, can you come along and assist? And maybe that's that's how you get, I suppose, start the connection. And like I said, so sometimes don't be put off by people because sometimes people are quite busy. So sometimes people won't get back to you straight away because they've got a whole lot of stuff happening. So don't kind of be too put off if someone doesn't come back to you and you post something and send them a DM and they haven't responded in, you know, a little bit and you go, oh, well, obviously they're not interested. It's just maybe that they're really busy. So they need to kind of, you know, they see it and they go, yep, I'll think about how maybe that might work. And again, don't be put off by the fact that sometimes, because I'm like that myself, sometimes I have so much, so many emails coming in. I'll deal with the ones that I need to deal with on a kind of a urgency basis. So some things are, you, you know, this needs to be dealt with now. This can be dealt with a little bit later. And this one can be dealt with in a day or two or three or whatever. So sometimes I'll prioritize the messaging just to manage my time better. And a lot of people will do that. They'll manage their time by prioritizing because the thing about it is sometimes you just don't have time to kind of just answer emails in the chronological order that they come in. So sometimes it's like I said, it's a it's a matter of kind of sorting them and putting them into a into a need need to be um, processed basis rather than that. So don't put, get put off by someone not getting back to you straight away because that is quite common that people won't be able to respond straight away. But again, think about what you're trying to do when you do it. Just think about what you want to get out of it and probably try and be clear to the person what you're hoping to achieve rather than being kind of, oh, I'd love to shoot with you sometime. Then that might be, well, what, do I want to shoot a landscape? Do they want to shoot you know, product photography? What do I want to shoot? So if you want to say, hey, I'd love to be involved in um, working with you and maybe to do a, a shoot with a model and a designer and a makeup artist and you know, some some um, props and, and build a bit of a set to be able to take, a, you know, serious shots. So like put a bit of detail in there, what you wanted to do. And like I said, that helps people then go, yeah, okay, well, that actually sounds interesting. I might be able to, that might be something I might be able to commit some time to. So again, it's just a matter of asking. And I think this is, uh, you know, it's like every part of the creative process is, is sometimes you just need to ask the right questions to the to the right people, and sometimes, like I said, the first people you approach may not may, may not be for them. But don't be deterred by that because it just may not be that they're not in a position at the moment to be able to do that. And maybe it's a time thing, or maybe you know other commitments, family commitments, whatever. They can't commit the time to do a and, and a lot of times, like these type of things will happen on a weekend, like and typically when people aren't working. So it's more challenging, like I said, you know, quite often. All those people in that creative mix all have other jobs. Typically, this is not their this is not their primary gig. Like they're you know working, they might do some modelling part time, but they're then working maybe in retail in say like a you know working in a cosmetic store, or they might be working somewhere else. Same as a designer might be working somewhere as well and part time designing. 
I sometimes, like I said, it's just people have to, again, have time available to do these things. So like I said, sometimes you just won't always be able to get people um, when you want them. So yeah, look, I think it's well worth the exercise. If you want to have a look at some of the examples of the shots we got from this recent shoot, if you have a look on Stephen Finkel on my Instagram account, yeah, um, there'll be a few shots up there and I'll probably put out some more shots over the next few days. And again, it's just something to, I suppose, get you thinking about doing something different and maybe even starting on a new pathway, like doing something that you hadn't thought of doing and pushing yourself again. Like We talk about it over and over again about pushing yourself out of that comfort zone to grow as a photographer. I think if you go into the shoot, when you should go into that shoot, you should be going into there slightly nervous that, you know, because you, you, you're you thinking the bit of pressure, but the pressure is what will actually build you as a photographer and will actually make you a better photographer. Look, until next time, enjoy your photography. Like I said, definitely think about reaching out and doing some type of collaborative shoot, work with a team of people, build a little team up around you, have some fun. Don't um, stress if, uh, like, don't make it too serious. Just try and make it so everyone gets something out of the process. Until next time, this has been Steve Finkel. Talk to you again real soon. See ya. Bye.